1: what music does to people it gives
0: me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn
3: of money? Well I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing.
2: Investing in gold protects you against
3: inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at BuyLegacyGold.com.
2: That's BuyLegacyGold.com.
3: Tomorrow's the return of the John and Ken Show Moist Line. The one and only plays at 520 and again at 550. Be the first time in uh, two weeks, so we don't leave a message. There's still some time. Use the iHeartRadio app with a microphone where you can talk back to the show or call up the toll free number, 1 877 Moist86, 1 877 664 7886. Your chance at some money is coming up in 15 minutes. There's a keyword that will be announced, and then you just enter it at the website.
2: We're. uh, we're like in the 28th month of uh, the statewide emergency that uh, Newsom. What are you invoked? looking through the
3: official documents? I keep hearing papers going back.
2: Yes, and forth. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm counting here. Uh, okay. No, I. This is long past. Anybody wants to hear anything more about uh, COVID and lockdowns and vaccines? Oh, it's big
3: headlines again. Haven't you seen the caseload is uh, escalating again? Yeah, except a new no- variant's been found in India. Thanks. <laughs> that, was, that was the story I heard today. Okay. They spotted uh, yet another variant.
2: Yeah, well, I, I don't think anybody cares anymore. Uh, ah, people
3: have gone back to their lives, yes. Yes.
2: Um, but uh, the state of emergency is still in effect, and the uh, there's an Orange County Board of Education member named Tim Shaw. Who's... That's who we're
3: going to talk to, and he's not the only one on the Orange County Board of Education that is taking aim at this again. This time, it's actually a lawsuit. Apparently, they went to the state Supreme Court. Previously, it got turned aside. But this time, it's a whole lawsuit to try to end Gavin Newsom's state of emergency. It's a, a question we asked uh, going back, I think, to week one.
2: Uh, can he keep the state of emergency going even if there's no emergency?
3: And who, who's going to stop him? Is there any other state that still has a state of emergency? Do we know? I don't know. I do, we, we do. Ray, go look that up. Tim, go look that up. Uh, Tim.
4: So get
2: back to us tomorrow, uh, Tim Shaw. Come on the, the air,
4: John and Ken. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
3: oh yeah, sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, I mean, have you ever found an answer to that question? Uh, can a governor declare a state of emergency if there's no emergency?
4: Our, our lawyers are telling us we're really in unprecedented territory. Uh, that no governor they we don't have a lot of KFA to go on because no governor's even tried to keep an emergency alive for years on end like this. So this this is kind of a new. New case,
2: what's the reality of having a state of emergency in uh in effect
3: in right in july twenty twenty
2: two I mean what, what 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 how how do we know we're in a state of emergency
4: well that's that's a great question. I mean the governor in other lawsuits has admitted that the state no longer faces a threat to the state health care system being overwhelmed, so we're citing that the governor's own words and other lawsuits he himself is saying it's basically. Uh, ended but he is maintaining he wants the flexibility to um, act quickly and to restore um, you know emergency powers if need be. I, I think our position will be well if, if circumstances change you just declare a new mer- emergency you don't just keep one alive for years on end
3: And why do you think he does that?
4: <laughs> I don't know. I, the law is pretty clear when you read the Emergency Services Act it says that the governor must terminate a state of emergency at the earliest possible date that conditions warrant. So that's an actual quote. So we think it's pretty obvious at this point uh, the governor is, is violating his, his duties and in, in, uh, not ending the emergency because clearly the conditions uh, haven't warranted that for so, some time now.
2: So he's publicly admitted there's no emergency. There's no reason for it.
4: In, in other lawsuits, yes, his lawyers in court have argued that the state health care system is not being overrun. Obviously, we've, we've developed vaccines and other therapies, and you know the case counts have come way down, but he still doesn't want to accept the premise that he needs to you know, mm-hmm. legally end a state of emergency. Under California law, the governor's powers are very broad under, under a state of emergency, and I think he just kind of likes, likes having broad powers when need be.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is what I figured was going to happen from the beginning, you know, because he is a a huge ego case. And this must be pretty exciting for him to know he has these blanket emergency powers. At at the moment, though, is this infringing on anybody's freedom in Orange County?
4: Well, he obviously he is allowing the schools to go back in person. So, um, I mean, that is a, a, a criticism we're facing. Why are you doing this when the schools are reopened? But there is, this, to me, a very basic premise here. You know, it goes back to the separation of powers. I, I have a part-time job teaching American government, and I teach my students about the separation of powers and checks and balances. And, you know, if it wasn't a good idea to give King George III unlimited power over us, why would it be a good idea to make the governor uh, give him unlimited power to, to reign over us? It's it, There's a very... Uh, Fundamental principle at stake here. I would, I would argue. Well, th-
3: how does this practically affect uh, the Orange County uh, public schools then? How, you know, day-to-day operations. Is there any real effect? this state of emergency still being
4: on? Well, not. I mean, when obviously when it was initially declared and he shut us all down from having in-person oh, yeah. learning. Uh, but now it's, you know, he. He's the, normally you would have to have public comment period and other you know li- legal review if he was to restore some emergency powers. He wants he wants to be able to just immediately restore those without public comment, without legal review, without challenge, um, should he decide to, which we find just uh, offensive. So right, so you know, he wants yeah, to sk- yeah, at the moment.
2: he wants to skip the procedure to restart right. the
4: emergency. Right. Um,
2: I, I I mean have um. I've heard that the state of emergency allows his powers to flow down to local officials, like local health officers. In L.A. County, we have Barbara Ferrer as the L.A. County health director, and that she could institute these mask mandates on a whim because her power comes from the governor's power. Is that true?
4: That sounds right to me. And, you know, the, he, the governor has allowed each local county's health officer to to have very broad discretion as well and and so you are seeing differences at, at the local level you know in the different counties throughout the state so he that is that is correct that is part of his regime at, at setting up this emergency you know apparatus if you will but
2: Right. Um, Because that part bothers me because she pipes up every few weeks and says, well, we're in this zone or that zone and we may have to go back to mandatory masking. And it's like, well, who asked you, where do you get the power to do this? And the answer is she gets the power because Newsom never rescinded his original emergency order. So she's walking around with a sense of power and entitlement and she can just wake up in a mood one morning and boom, people start getting harassed for their masks.
4: As part of our lawsuit, we got to uh, depose the governor's epidemiologist and, and cry, I asked him questions under oath and trying to pin him down on what criteria he would use to, just, to decide that the emergency is over. And it, he, it was clear that he had no, no clear criteria. And when it was asked, well, how long do you want this to go on? His answer was something like five years. And, and I think that, uh, <laughs> I, I, but this was all under oath, by the way, this is I'm not making this up. So I think people were like it, it would be outraised out in the public when they when they hear this. So we're feeling pretty confident about our case, given the testimony uh, that we've had in these depositions. And, and I wanted to mention we're part of a, a coalition. It's not just the Orange County Board of Education. We're part of a group of people. And uh, thankfully, we have a lawyer doing this for us, pro bono, pro bono Scott Street. And uh, the Advocates for Faith and Freedom is is the group that's uh, helping us do this for free. So we're not spending taxpayer money on this lawsuit.
3: So you're starting with the Orange County Superior Court. And where does this go first?
4: Well, we did try to go to the state Supreme Court, as you mentioned. They did not rule on the merits. They kicked it down to the trial court. So we're going to be in Orange County Superior Court in front of uh, Judge Theodore Howard. And we're scheduled for August 11th. So uh, fingers crossed. The governor is making motions to dismiss the case. Uh, Hopefully those obviously don't succeed and we can have our hearing August 11th in front of Judge Howard in Orange County.
3: All right, Tim, thanks for coming on. We appreciate
4: it. My pleasure. Thank you.
3: All right. That's Tim Shaw from the Orange County Board of Education. He and other members, and he mentioned several other groups, have taken action to go to court to stop King Newsom's. State of emergency, which is still in effect from March of 2020. And I remember the one thing about that. He could use that to, to sign contracts without going through the normal bidding yeah. process. And it, it gives, I don't know if he's still piling up mask purchases or <laughs> remember the Chinese masks.
2: Yeah. No. And some some companies looted the government out of a lot of money with their fake mask companies.
3: All right. Uh, we got a chance for you to win $1,000. You're going to hear a special keyword that you enter at the website as soon as we come back. John and Ken Show, KFI. All right, well, we'll talk again in a moment about Governor Dippity-Doo hanging out in Montana, which is a no-no, but right now you have a chance at
1: some money. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Green. That's green. G R E E N. Enter it now at KFIAM640.com slash cash. Powered by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you're hurt in an accident, winning is everything. Call the winning attorneys at Sweet James. 800 500 5200. That's 800 500 5200 or sweetjames.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Winners will be notified by email. So if you don't see it, Check your junk mail, your spam folder. see if you won. Listen to KFI for the winning keyword between the 9 a.m. hour and the 5 p.m. hour, and last chance to win today. Right, 5:20 yes, this, this afternoon. One more. <laughs> one more. I never know what time.
3: Uh, no, what no. time zone I'm in. You. D- I you always have to what's... check the clock. Okay, it's about 4:20. Okay uh, yeah, right? I got that now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Governor Dippity Doo Newsom. He has this way of, first of all, believing he's going to be president. But second of all, when it comes to anything that might be uh, potentially publicly embarrassing or scandalous, he has a way of trying to get out in front and block it. Uh, Witness the French laundry dinner. We wouldn't have known about that, except there was a woman in the restaurant who pulled out her video camera and took pictures. (laughs) Yeah, he outright lied about that. Of the Newsom party.
2: And remember he claimed that uh, the, the, the doors were open, the windows were open. Except they were all closed. He was. They, 100%. they were hoping
3: that story didn't get out at all. But Bill Malusion at Fox Eleven got the uh, woman to contacted yeah. him, and anybody who sees, wrote the story, anybody who sees Newsom in public, take a photo immediately. We still don't know about that Mexico trip. Remember uh, last year, that looked like they were staying in some expensive villa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there that's... was some proof of that. But again, uh, hey, nobody, uh, Newsom's no... people won't talk about these things. No, and and because they won't talk about it. That is a
2: clear sign that they're covering something up, like like this Montana trip here. He will not allow any state uh, business travel to 22 states that don't conform with his woke ideology, and Montana is one of those. But he's going, and I don't believe he doesn't have security with him. He must have taxpayer-paid security with him. Uh, well, he has, he to.
3: has to, yeah.
2: He's got yeah. a wife. He's got a bunch of kids. He's he's uh, making noises about running for president. It's not possible that he doesn't have security with him. It's not possible that the security isn't paid for by us.
3: So grown CBS2. Boy, this guy's still around. Political professor Jack Pitney. He's been around for like 40 years. Uh, Newsom didn't break any laws. This isn't some kind of major scandal. Probably this will be forgotten in a couple of days But it's a warning. He's playing now in national politics. And -hmm. if he plays in national politics, he'll be subject to scrutiny he's not used to.
2: Now, every, as often as possible, people need to be reminded that he's a fake and a phony. He's a virtue signaler. He he jumps on hot social issues to show the progressives that he's one of them. He doesn't have any real interest in any of this. He really doesn't. No, No, he does not.
3: Whether he thinks this up himself or he's being advised, someone said, oh, get on Twitter, make a big deal about what Florida is doing, make a big deal about the Supreme Court against Roe v. Wade. This will give you some traction. And there's a bit of a vacuum because Biden's a nothing. Oh, no, Uh, there's 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 a huge Biden's usually hiding in Delaware. There's going to
2: be there's going to be lots of candidates on both sides because uh you know I don't think anybody is convinced Trump is an automatic shoe-in on the Republican side I think he's gonna have oh, a lot of
3: challenges there's no mind. buzz about him the way and, there was in 2015 no
2: and 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 Biden's a dead person I mean he he's barely breathing and no, so no, nobody decided to Kamala fill, Harris is an answer
3: yeah so Newsom's decided to fill that void by pulling some stunts he took some advertising out in Florida to tell people to come to California uh he went on Trump's Social media platform to act like I'm going to come here and challenge you. Of course, nothing's happened since he, well, he's, two he's, weeks ago. We just, I don't think he's even posted anything. He's like this little kid
2: trolling. He, he wants to show, look at that. I'm taking on Trump. I'm taking on DeSantis. Look at that. Like he's kicking dirt on them. yeah It's all style and it's no like, substance. I know. It's like you're a little kid. You have a disaster of a state. People are fleeing in droves. So, uh, you, you, why, don't you, why don't you do something to, to help uh, the, the state out?
3: But this is exactly like the French laundry deal, because it is don't do as I do, but do as I say. Well, he told everybody to lock down, not to go to places like restaurants and hang out with groups of people. But he went and did it anyway. And now he's telling the world, oh, we're not going to travel to these states because of their terrible policies. Alabama, Florida, West Virginia, Montana. No state travel. But then he goes on personal travel. He's an, That's a phony. He's an arrogant,
2: snobby elitist. The Democrat that wins has to be in touch with more uh, middle-class, down-to-earth people. Nobody's electing this guy. He doesn't play he, and you know what, he doesn't and play just, outside of Oakland.
3: It also proves the point. You see, he's going to Montana because he's going to say, well, my wife's family lives there. Well, there's a lot of us who have families in a lot of states. And if you don't like the policies of the government, it doesn't mean that every single person is responsible for that. Or the hotel you might stay at. Or the restaurants you might visit in those states <laughs> responsible for all the policies you don't like. That's why this is such nonsense <laughs> virtue signaling crap.
2: You got to be really arrogant to write off twenty-two states. They <laughs> really do. You, oh, you, you, it's only
3: going to get worse the way the country is splitting up yeah, now.
2: I mean, I mean, you don't, you don't have nobody has a big margin to win anymore. So to, to throw away 22 states two and a half years in advance is just incredibly stupid. I You're saw that there was idiotic. a
3: surge in Republican registrations in Florida. Yeah. So that state, which has been something of a swing state with these presidential elections, not may not be anymore. No. It may no. just be a more definitive red state like the rest of the South. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's
2: absolutely going to be. I mean, Florida and Texas completely outbalances California.
3: I think I'll have a good old civil war. Uh, well, Florida's Be kind gonna... of a weird civil war with just the West Coast and the Northeast fighting on one side. <laughs> all right, yeah. Hawaii joins in from way out and <laughs> a yeah, couple of other states in fa- the middle, like Colorado, sort how, of. How far are their rockets going to go? <laughs> <laughs> and all the red states in the middle. We got most of the land. What are you going to do now? This is really bothering the progressives because when you add up the populations in these big cities where all the murders are happening, you have a lot of people which is why they can affect elections. But because you have 50 states and you have the Electoral College and you have two senators for every state, no matter how small they are, this is what bottles up their plan where they believe majority should roll. We have more people it's in, not these the way, in these big cities and these big states. That's not the way the Constitution
2: works. The Electoral College decides it. And if you give away 22 states, you in, in invoke a ban because you disagree with their uh, – With their legislation, which is the state's business. It's not your business as the governor of California to be bossing around Florida or Montana. It's not your business. But you want to give away 22 states worth of electoral votes, go right ahead. (laughs) You think that's a winning strategy? Have at it. (laughs) I don't know if I'm running for president. I don't think I'm writing off 22 states two and a half years in front of the election.
3: I'm hoping, and I don't know if this will happen, when he finally comes back and makes some sort of public appearance, some of the reporters pester him about this, just to see his dopey answer. How come the reporters don't want to pop his bubble? Because he is so smug and arrogant.
2: Doesn't he annoy them? Are they so immersed in their progressive politics themselves, they don't see what a pomphoon he is? Because there are some politicians you really want to, you know, push their head in the in, in the bowl. And he's one of them. You know, he he's he's not Obama, okay. He's he's just this this unformed uh, snotty little rich kid. I'm just surprised that the press doesn't like get their kicks going after him.
3: The way you said that, I thought you came up with a new name for him, Pomfuni. He's, he's a he's a, a he's a Pomfuni.
2: Okay, a Pomfuni. Some that... sort of a
3: breed. Some sort of a. <laughs> Some sort of a new species, a pomfuni. <laughs> yeah, some kind of a horse. Look uh, at his hair. He's a pomfuni. Yeah, right, I know. Just the hair.
2: Just the hair and all that gel. Like, you don't make fun of that kid in school? <laughs> don't you make fun of that kid? What are we worshiping him now in his 50s? And he's walking around with his greased up head.
3: Greased-up. <laughs> all All right, we got more coming up.
2: John and Ken KFI. All right, a
3: quick reminder that tomorrow we are coming back with the moist line. You can connect with the moist line. By using the iHeart Radio app, as a little microphone icon that you use to leave your message, or you can, of course, do it the old way: call up the toll free number one eight seven seven moist 7886 seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. I'm kind of pushing this because sometimes after two weeks, there's some really moldy moist line calls right, that right. end up in the right. Collection. They smell. They smell. They start. They, they're clogging. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're gonna go to the world of social media now and talk about probably what is the hottest form of social media these things change every year or so but the hot one right now is the tiktok i like to do that to sound like an old person the tiktok <laughs> yeah yeah what's going on on the tiktok the tiktok t-i-k-t-o-k one word
2: yeah two Don't, capital t's owned by the chinese Chinese government.
3: Oh, is it really?
2: Oh, actually, it is. There, there's a story the other day that uh, the uh, uh, federal government, our federal government, <laughs> is, is issuing warnings saying that they are collecting data on people who use TikTok. And oh, Chinese, right. I don't know what the Chinese government can do with the data of all these uh, teenagers who are TikToking all day. but they, Yeah, I they, think the they, FBI they,
3: and CIA just had a big news conference yesterday saying the Chinese are really stepping up the spying. Yeah. They're they're gonna they're gonna find ways yeah. to track everything they can, uh collecting data. But you well, know,
2: they have these ominous stories because I heard a long ominous report about the Chinese collecting <laughs> data on TikTok, but they nobody ever explains, okay, well, what, what data and what are they doing with it and how can that harm people?
3: TikTok is described here like this a wildly popular algorithmically curated video app. Did you get that? Mm-hmm algorithmically curated. Well, that's the danger of it. Its headquarters in the United States is in Culver City, which is why we have a lawsuit that was filed in Los Angeles County Superior Court against TikTok. It's from the families of two girls who apparently strangled themselves to death. And you might say, what? Yes, it was something called the Blackout Challenge. And an eight-year-old by the name of Leilani Erica Walton Who wanted to become TikTok famous, did engage in the blackout challenge, and she died. It encourages people to attempt to choke themselves into unconsciousness. On camera. On camera. And then if you do it and live, you can post it
2: and you get lots of likes from all the uh, moron idiot children in America.
3: Yeah, Deborah, Mark, you want to try this? Nah, I think I'm gonna pass. <laughs> Do you want to try
2: the TikTok challenge? No,
3: it's the blackout
2: challenge. That's rude. <laughs> <know>. I'm used <laughs> to it. Hey, hey, Deborah, here's a rope. She wants to be famous. <laughs> she likes thumbs up. Yeah, but
1: if I'm dead, I won't see how many thumbs, how many likes oh. I get. So it defeats the purpose.
3: The claim is that uh, these are engineered to be addictive, mm-hmm. and they're claiming that the the, uh, the the whole thing didn't offer the parents or the girls. Adequate safety features. This actually happened to two girls. Normally, you know, I would cite, uh, you know, survival of the fittest. However, you well, know, an eight-year-old, eight. yeah, you can't really judge but an eight-year-old again, on that kind of
2: basis. Again, it, it's it's why parents need to be alert. They let her watch TikTok videos for hours. They, they It says uh,
3: here she spent a 20-hour car ride with her stepmother watching... What her mother would later learn were the blackout challenge videos. She apparently, in July of last year, an algorithm started feeding her these self-strangulation blackout challenge videos. And I guess she got obsessed with it.
2: She probably had looked up and participated in other challenges. And you know, remember years ago they had uh, the ice bucket challenge. You dump a bucket of ice yes. on your head, and Well, that they... was
3: to raise money too, for a charity right.
2: Like but but it was it was it was part of the craze of challenges. Yes. and they had uh, like milk crate challenges. You make a staircase of milk crates and you try to climb to the very top. Oh, and, is that what that was? I saw
3: that name. I didn't know what that was that what
2: that was. and then the milk crates would collapse. yeah, and, very funny. And guys would fall like five feet to the ground and beat them batter themselves up.
3: Well, they started noticing bruises on her neck, and she claimed them. She just fell. So after this twenty-hour car ride, the stepmother told uh, that they, that they that they could go swimming later, and then the stepmother went off and took a brief nap. She wakes up and she goes to the bedroom, and Leilani is found hanging from her bed, uh, the stepmother, with a rope around her neck.
2: Stepmother is really on top of things, huh? Twenty-hour uh, car ride, so she could uh, take twenty she, hours of TikTok
3: challenges. Yeah. Uh, The police took the girl's phone and tablet, later told the stepmother the girl had been watching blackout challenges, the videos, on repeat, over and over again. And apparently she thought if she posted a video of herself doing the blackout challenge, she would become famous. Mm. She did not understand the danger of this. In
2: her little eight-year-old neglected brain, because obviously she didn't have parents who paid any attention to her. She decided at eight that being famous was the most important ambition in life and that she was going to get famous immediately. And all she had to do was was uh, choke herself to death.
3: The other little girl was from Milwaukee. She also was really into song and dance videos. But I guess at some point uh, she also got the feed of the blackout challenge. And one day her father rushed upstairs and found her hanging from the family's dog leash. Well, she was. had she lost all brain function. She had eventually taken off life support.
2: Here's some other challenges which ended up in uh, f- 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 terrible circumstances. 15-year-old girl died after the Benadryl challenge. You take a large amount of antihistamines to try to, uh, uh, to get a hallucinogenic effect. Uh, two miners are charged with assault after participating in the Skull Breaker Challenge. I guess they started smashing each other's skulls. One victim had a seizure.
3: This is good. This is uh, good stuff. Uh, This is good entertainment. Now, TikTok is also saying two things, that choking games have been around long before we even had uh, TikTok or a lot of social media, and they claim they blocked the hashtag blackout challenge from their search engine. But I guess that doesn't mean it's not going to circulate, huh? When when you're on one of these social media
2: platforms and you consistently show, well, not even consistently, you just have to show some interest some once interest, or twice. Right. The, the algorithm starts feeding you more and more and more of that. And that's how people got sucked into QAnon. That's how people get sucked into extremist causes. It be, and and then they get they get a, get a they get a surge because something in this content gets them excited. and now they get the adrenaline going. Now they get their dopamine release. and now they they want to compete. you know if, if, if they get crazy uh, political uh, messages, they want to comment, then they want to get likes for their comment. And you know the game is on. Now they're immersed. They're part of the community. They're getting rewards. The eight year old was hoping for a reward of getting a lot of likes for choking herself.
3: There's a federal law, Section 230 makes it hard to sue these social media platforms. Apps and websites enjoy wide latitude to host user-generated content and moderate it how they see fit.
2: Yeah, they are not liable. They, they claim, look, we're not publishing this. We're just carrying people's messages. We're carrying other people's contents. We, but we don't, we don't the lawsuit it. is
3: claiming they have an algorithm which feeds this to other users, which is what makes it dangerous. That's true. They, they don't just find this on their own. They are purposely directed to this because the algorithm sort of, you know figures out their interests. Yeah. Oh, a little girl said, I want to be famous. Well, here you go. Uh, did you? Remember, yeah, here's more of these. The Tide Pod Challenge. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cinnamon Challenge. I guess you have to chug a whole lot of cinnamon. Yeah, but you could burn your throat very badly. Oh, no kidding.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, cinnamon is not a benign thing to uh, ingest in great quantities.
3: The Benadryl challenge. Oh, that yeah. doesn't sound yeah. good.
2: No, no, that's that's the hallucinogenics.
3: Uh, yeah. Oh, dry scooping. I don't want Dry to know. scooping pre-workout powder is the craze on TikTok. This story's from a couple of years ago. This is
2: stupid stuff.
3: Last you year, you know, your, your kids
2: doing this—they're dopes.
3: And so Swallowing like, mouthfuls of the powder without adding water.
2: Yeah. Parents ought to get their heads out of their rear ends. They... And, and confiscate the phones for a while. Seriously. And, and start it's... searching what, what they're doing. on this. I, I mean, that, that is just... We get, we're in an age of the most irresponsible parenting I've ever seen in my life. Unbelievable. They just get, the, the kids are on their phones for hours and hours ingesting all this nonsense.
3: And we have a culture that everybody wants to be famous yeah, so I know. So It starts, with, and because of social media, where everybody's making videos, you already think you're famous, even if you only have ten views. Yeah, I know. Well, you we, think we, that wow, sure. look at me, I'm a star. So you're getting, you're getting, I'm producing my own movies. You're
2: getting eight year olds who get choked to death. You're getting twenty two year olds who go on shooting sprees and uh, you know shoot thirty five, forty people. This is what you get from the inputs to the brain, especially in families where all the parents gave up. So this, this this is what it is. The the they, the social media changed everything for the for a, a, a certain percentage of the, of the children out there.
3: All right, we got more coming out. John and Ken KFI coming up after five o'clock. We'll give you the latest in the mass shooting out of Illinois. Highland Park is where it happened, and the shooter's father has been doing some interviews, defending himself, claiming he's got no responsibility in this. We'll see. Then we're going to talk about another angle to this, which has come up. Probably most people are familiar with the cartoon Dilbert. The cartoonist' name is Scott Adams, and uh, well, John, I thought of you because he put it well. <laughs> part think, of it, yes.
2: Yeah, I think I think I think a good chunk of this, he's absolutely right
3: on. Uh, that's what I thought of you because he's been he talks about troubled young men and what can be done, particularly thirteen <laughs> to nineteen year olds there was a couple of categories drugs violence but we'll explain all this and he's getting quite a bit of reaction to it
2: yeah i have i have a lot to say about his comments and i know of course he's getting a lot of reaction to it and people are very upset because when you say something that's true it gets the harshest reaction because people don't want to believe uh, uh, and they don't want to hear it
3: yeah he we basically want... says that Probably a lot of them can't be saved, and yeah. we have to come up with other ideas uh, to that, deal with them. That's right.
2: I, no, I think kids are damaged uh, like before they're five years old, and uh, depending on the damage, you can't fix it. If you want to, if you want to do something, you got to get them the first five years.
3: All right. Now we're going to talk about wealthy men for a few minutes. Two of the wealthiest, in fact. And we'll start with Bill Gates. Uh, well, now that he's not implanting microchips into uh, people with the vaccines. <laughs> He's been buying up a lot of farmland. Anybody got any theories? He just got approval to buy 2,000 acres of North Dakota farmland valued at $13.5 million from the potato farmers. <laughs> I guess they've given up on the potatoes. I don't know. Well,
2: I don't know. I think if Bill Gates wants to give you millions of dollars, you'd figure, okay, this is the lottery ticket. I'm not saying no.
3: Well, the it got it? held up because a bunch of residents complain they're being exploited by rich people who do not share their values. <laughs> And apparently the North Dakota Agricultural Commission did kind of put a hold on this for a while. But they finally decided that, you know, he's allowed to buy the land. There was something about a 1932 corporate farming law that they said that he might be violating. And I don't have all the specifics on what that is, but um, he is America's top private farmland owner. So is this just another way to invest? Or do we have any theories what he's doing? I I I think he's got companies that produce product, like farm products or yeah, I think he agricultural products.
2: Yeah, he's he's. Do they kill chickens? Yeah, he doesn't do it himself. He's not out there with a, you know, driving a tractor wearing a pair of overalls. But it's just uh, you know more companies. Maybe he's got his own theories or experiments he might want to do. I don't know, but he definitely definitely has real companies that produce uh, that produce crops.
3: He's got uh, a lot of acres now in Louisiana, Arkansas, Arizona, Nebraska, Washington State. And now, as I just mentioned, in North Dakota, he's not the biggest landowner in the country. But when it comes to farmland, agricultural farmland, he apparently is uh, is tops. So the speculation has been, why is he buying farmland? One speculation is that he's it's got something to do with climate change. But I can't really cause he's also it's one of one another one of his issues that he huh. runs around talking about.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean buying farmland by yourself is not gonna change the climate.
3: Does, I know does he think that this <laughs> Even, will stop the cows from farting because he won't have any cows yeah. on the land? Even
2: he doesn't have enough money to have any effect on the climate, no matter what he does.
3: And this was potato so. land in North Dakota. What do potatoes do to the environment? Um uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I've never seen him question or talk at length. He's kind
2: of done this very quietly. I was surprised. I remember there was a story about this some weeks ago when he first purchased the land, and then it got tied up with an investigation by the North Dakota government. But I remember reading that he, yeah, is like the largest farmland owner and has been for a while, and normally he buys these things quietly, and he has companies running the operations on the land. But if he's got an overall... Goal here, Uh, I have I haven't seen it. Maybe there's. It's hard to figure out because I mean I didn't know he was doing this actually until the North Dakota story broke a few weeks ago. I'm just
3: saying because he put the chips in the vaccines, we got to watch him. He might be up to something. Yeah,
2: I mean they have a lot of they have nuclear weapons in North Dakota. The U.S. government? No, do they? Yeah, yeah, there's nuclear silos or they're buried underground or something. So I I don't. know. maybe he's he's got his own nuclear. uh...
3: Now the other wealthy guy in the news is always in the news. Elon Musk. It's just been revealed that he has even more kids. Uh, he had twins with the top executive at Neuralink. Oh, we know what Neuralink is. That's the one where he basically wants uh, to implant what computers in people to help them deal with, uh, so they can move their arms and legs if they're yeah you know. to deal with paralysis. Right, right. Uh, he and a woman by the name of Siobhan Zillis. Who is director of operations and special projects at Neuralink? Just filed court documents to ask their children's names be changed to include Musk's last name. The co- document asked it to have their father's last name and contain their mother's last name as part of their middle name. Um, mm. The twins were born shortly before the birth of Musk's second child with the musician Grimes, who welcomed a baby girl named Exa Dark Sidereal Musk. Hmm? Using a surrogacy. Exit Dark? Exa, E-X-A. Oh, Exa. Yeah, Exa Dark. I thought he said, like, Exit. Oh, you know all
2: his kids have weird names. You've seen these names, right? Exa I didn't know he had nine kids. I had no he idea. He does, yes. He, he put I out... don't believe he believes in birth control. Apparently not.
3: That's oh. going to be a hell of a court fight, though, when he dies. I, that's right, because he's got all these different women with the kids. With the kids, and... Uh... He had six children with a Canadian author named Justine Wilson who was actually married to him for eight years. So he had six kids with one woman. I had no idea. But the, one of the children died from SIDS. Uh, then they had twins followed by triplets. Wow. He also gets a lot of multiple births, doesn't he? So he's, is he involved in these uh, like uh, like birthing experiments? Oh, maybe he is. Maybe someone's taking fertility. Uh, yeah. Oh, and of course, you probably heard one of the twins is petitioned to change their name and gender, and they want nothing to do with Musk. That's one of the kids. No, from you, that. you
2: have enough kids. You're going to get a one of everything.
3: He has two children with the musician Grimes. The first is a boy named, I can't figure this out, uh, XAEA12. Yeah, it was some, I think it was some kind of like, um, like science formula. Yeah, it was. I do remember <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> and then they had a second child in December. This is just weeks after the Did twins just, with that other woman we mentioned first were born. You see, he put out some kind of announcement
2: saying he's doing his part for the underpopulation crisis.
3: You're right; he is. A collapsing birth rate is the biggest danger civilization faces by far. Well, it's it's, it's true. Well, but but a collapsing birth rate where? Well, in North America here for one. Yeah, Europe. But not for at all not all
2: over the world. No, no, right? but uh, but here, yeah. They. So, besides if if there are, you want Elon Musk's genes spread around, that that's a good thing. That raises the average IQ of the population.
3: Damn, yeah, he's kind There's, of a wild card.
2: Well, I know, but but creative, different, innovative, right. new stuff. We have, we have yeah. enough drones.
3: Well, apparently this woman uh, <laughs> that he just had the twins with is a Yale graduate. There uh, you go. She's a fellow at the lab. All right. Those people she, are going to do something. She She works on something described as a machine learning incubator. Wow. Okay. All right. When we come back. By the the way,
2: I looked up uh, Gates owns 269,000 acres in 18 states. He's accumulated that in less than 10 years. He grows onions, carrots, and even the potatoes that are in McDonald's fries.
3: Is that right?
2: Well, he doesn't grow them directly. He rents out the land to farmers, and he gets a good financial return doing that.
3: All right. We got more coming up.
2: John and Ken show Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio.
3: Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious
2: metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust.
3: Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious
2: Metals today at 866-691-2173.
3: Or visit buylegacygold.com. Hi,
1: I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality Podcast.